Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, Trent here, and it is fantastic to have your company today for episode... Two, one, eight. This week on Toy Power, we hit up part two of our Patreon questions, and then we jump into latest scores. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. Frank. Hello. And Darren. Good to be with you. And it is question time. It's not... Parliament House question time. Oh, that's a bit too racy for this show. It let's is, be honest. it is. But we've got some, we've got some <laughs> more. <too> <laughs> we could be, we could bully someone. <laughs> I mean, if you want to get on Channel 10, then yes, you mentioned you work as, as part of Australian politics and then you no doubt get a story written about you. But that's, Just that's any, not our bad. Just any desks. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, let's get into some of these Patreon questions. We'll start off with Have. And he has asked, what advice would you give to someone just starting out now to collect vintage lines, such as where to find price guides, etc. Just, just a small question to start <laughs> yeah. us off with, isn't it? Well, this is—I mean, <laughs> this is my 22 years of toy collecting knowledge <laughs> coming at you right now. But, but Ben, kick us off right, with so vintage. My number one thing was—is do not buy uh, incomplete figures, right? Mm. Especially the common ones. Go for complete. Hold off as long as you can until you can find a. Ninja Turtles Casey Jones com- com- complete because you will be buying that damn Casey Jones three times over to get him complete in the space of three years before you know and and it just you'll look at your how much you've spent on that said figure and you'll be like damn I should have just bought him complete yep. to it begin with a slippery slope doesn't it that's because right because yeah some of them are so common that it'll be very hard to resell them that's right mm-hmm. yes so that's my number one buy try in any means possible to buy figures complete even if you have to buy them at a uh, decent price mint on card and then crack them open you know yep. if the cards smashed up and things it's a good opportunity to uh, do that go that down that route mm. um, oh sorry Trent just punched me um, right so uh, <laughs> you what <laughs> the other thing is uh, with pricing guides right do not come to me and ask how much you would sell a vintage Master Universe Cobra card because I will just tell you oh yeah 20 maybe 25 bucks is a very common figure I would have bought a Cobra Khan back, you know, twenty five, years ago. five to ten years ago, maybe <laughs> even twenty years ago. Yeah, so that's my pricing, you know, uh, remembrance of that. How much yes. I paid for him. Now I reckon you'd be lucky to find a Cobra Khan, you know, for under forty dollars complete. Mm-hmm. You know, in decent condition. You know, my idea of a good price for a Scare Glow is a around the hundred hundred and fifty dollars. You know, <laughs> now a a loose Scare Glow uh, will cost you upwards of four hundred dollars. Yep. So you know that that's where you get uh, out of the loop if you're not buying and selling and actively collecting uh, certain characters yourself. Uh, once you've paid for that and squared it into your collection five you years ago, you Dumb. don't you don't you don't keep a tabs on how much they're worth. So eBay sold listings is the most accurate, up to date uh, price guide you're going to find on yeah. the internet, and then take off ten fifteen percent, you know, mm. minus the fees and things like that. Uh, I think that's that's my two cents. 
Good yeah. one. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty accurate two cents. I don't have a a, a lot to add to that. I, I do echo Ben's thing about you know price guides from people who have had the toys for for ten plus years. I uh, I went through the same thing with Trenton Barrett. He was asking about all this vintage turtle stuff. I was like, oh yeah, that's fifteen twenty bucks. And he's like, it's on eBay for like fifty. And I'm like, oh, I guess I've had mine for fifteen years. So it's it is all very relative. So. Uh, yeah, so to Ben's point, do your homework. eBay is a great one. And look, just uh, even a lot of the Facebook groups have come a long way compared to, you know, sort of our era of 10, 15 years ago. Ask in there, and you see it all the time in like your big Marvel Legends or Transformers or whatever it is groups. People will have a, a screenshot of an eBay listing and go, is this a fair price? And people are more than likely just happy to go, yep, you know, or gee, that's, you know, tell him he's dreaming sort of stuff. So. Um, there's a lot, a lot more ways now than ever before to speak to other collectors and just sort of crowdsource your uh, your information a bit. Yeah, look, agreed. I think it varies from line to line, and obviously figure to figure because some things are much much harder to find than others. I also think you need to define what complete means to you. Um, you know, some people, for example, would consider a master of the universe or a superpowers figure complete if it's the figure and or weapons that came with it others would say well technically a mini comic is the is an accessory mm. as well and i want that you know look into that a bit because i've seen some people pay a lot extra for for figures with mini comics only to find that it would have been cheaper to buy the figure and complete with every other accessory and then maybe buy a lot of mini comics as well so so weigh up that sort of thing as well and and you know the other thing is if we're talking about masters there is the dark horse book if you be just as happy with that which reprints all the vintage mini comics so there's lots of options there it's still worth going to fairs and markets and and that as well not just for what you'll find but the conversations you can often have conversations with people i mean trent and i both met ben at the uh waverville adelaide and toy comic fair and we you know had you know many a long conversation there about you know collecting and that so you know building up a good social network of friends that you can trust that that have your best interests you know that, that's invaluable you can't put a price on that in, in my view because sometimes it's word of mouth not just around values but hey look if you you know people will shoot around have you seen this auction have you seen that item or they'll tag you in it if it appears on social media so so yeah i think making friends with people that yeah. you know understand the hobby as well is is a good place to be in great call darren yeah 100 really percent and on that i mean there are a couple of lads selling their entire collections mm. recently here in in adelaide and and i'm not saying this is you, you be friends with someone because you think you might be able to buy some toys it's not about that it's about the network but sometimes then when those people do start selling things you you might be the first person they come to yep, to they say come to you hey i'm selling this mm. what are you thinking what what do you need from it are you after anything and and it's those connections yep. that really are where that's where you're going to find the really hard to get the obscure stuff. That that stuff almost now won't hit marketplace. Mm. It, it's going to go within those circles before it even makes a listing. In, in a lot of cases, yep. um, so yeah, keep keep your keep your contacts open. It's a really good source. I think do your research and and follow a few different sources. So eBay is a great one. I think Facebook Marketplace is another good one. And, and just follow the lines you're after to get a feel of what's a good price, what things are sort of going for. I tend to go into sold listings and kind of like I edit out the, the highest sold item, 
the lowest sold item, and then I try and kind of get a bit of a mean of the other ones. You know, mm. what's sort of it averaging out? Take off the fees, and and that is is what the price. I think I'm happy to pay that, yep. or I'm happy to sell it for that. I've had some really great marketplace experiences. I had one, and I'll talk to it in later scores during the week where actually my item got lost. Ooh. And and right from the get-go, the guy was like, have you got it? Where is it? You know, like, and he was being really proactive. Eventually it came and it was all sorted and it was just packed brilliantly. It was nice. in better condition than I was expecting from the photos. And it was just a really nice transaction, really nice experience. The other bit of advice I'll give, and this is something I did a lot of in the early days of collecting vintage, was I would buy lots and the primary reason I'd buy lots was because the shipping to Australia, like yeah, if you're going to ship yeah. one Masters figure and it's going to cost you 40 bucks, you might pay $20, $30 of shipping on that figure. I was finding if I could buy a lot, I could get the same, I could get 10 figures and only pay like $50 shipping. So the, mm. the per figure price was a lot cheaper. So I, lo- I loved looking for, I'd always Google or eBay search you know, Thundercats, lot. lot. And I put mm. the word lot in there. If I could get five figures instead of one, that's a bonus. And and I think what I found is as things get rarer, people seem to separate out more. So some of the lots for rare and obscure stuff just don't exist mm. as much. But I remember back in the day just picking up, you know, you might pick up a master's lot of, of 30 figures or mm. 20 figures and, and there'd be weapons chucked in there. Someone that doesn't want to sort it, they just want it gone. You, you can get some really good deals. So yeah, biggest bit of advice is do your research. The, the one thing about fairs, which is great, is you can hold things in your hands. And don't be afraid to ask for photos if you're online. You know, if you want to, if you want to see see things, it can be really hard. Like when you're selling stuff, to go through and pick out all the details and write it up. And mm. um, so you take photos. So sometimes you know, ask for photos. I've had stuff where the photos have been really poor quality. And I've just been like, oh, is that because of the photo? The items arrived. I, got, I had a Mantisaur mint in box mm. and it arrived and it's like someone had put it in the window for 20 years uh, and it just, there was no color in it. Right. And I put that down to the, it was a really poor quality photo. photo. And I, I wonder, you know, the cynic in me says, was that done on purpose? So don't be afraid if it's online and the photos aren't clear to ask for photos and ask to see the back if you want to see the back and all those sorts of things. But it's, uh, you know, get out there, do your research, look what, what's there and, and really build your network. Yep. Beautiful. All right, we have Jojo Joshua 3000. What was everyone's first toy they remember falling in love with? Now, I wasn't quite sure which way to take this. Is this a like a, a, an attraction type thing or is this a... Oh my god, I need that toy right now. So I went with the the less controversial option. For me, it was I uh, was in that era of I'm too cool for toys. I'm you know I've just finished high school, whatever. I'm in the workforce. This is fine. And then I remember seeing, and I've spoken to this one a couple of times. That first uh, prototype picture of the smokescreen uh, alternators, as it was back then, and I just went that that's for me. That was the one that got me back in. And I just thought I'd get the one because that that's what Transformers looked like to me as a kid with the bonnet as the chest and the taillights at the ankles and all those sorts of things. And I don't know if you'd call it love in, in that regard, but it, it, it had it, it did something to my brain that went from a, someone who was not collecting at all to this point. And I just went, yes, I want that. If that's not love, I don't know what is. <laughs> 
So I went the other way um, with the question, and it is open to interpretation, so there's no right or wrong way. And my answer was the figure that no one wanted, seemed like no one wanted me to get, and that's Teela. I badly, um, after Christmas 1983, I was out uh, shopping with my mum and her best friend and his son, and they had at Big W Power Ranks, they had four Teelers and nothing else. The whole Master University section had been ravaged. I badly wanted a Teeler and everyone was trying to talk me out of it. Next week, they might have more in stock. You know, you might want this one or that one. You don't want the girl figure, you know, that that sort of thing. Everyone tried to hose me down on the idea of getting Teeler. I badly wanted it. I thought she was so important and integral to the story that I badly wanted it. It stuck to my guns. I got her, got her that day and never regretted it, you know, happened to be very true next week they did restock and i made my point still no regrets <laughs> <laughs> so was that a love for the character or was that more a completeness i need to you know fill out that, well, that roster to me it was the most logical next step and it was always the most logical love next is step not about lo- love is not about logic <laughs> love isn't logic <laughs> so after he yeah but i did love the character okay. but but after he met it's called teela to me is what comes next but and being a like, fan of sure. filmation Teela's a critical character. She's a critical right? character. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that. And yeah. and she was a critical character in those early mini comics too, which yep. I had two of. So to me, um, it seemed like a no brainer. And and that now I will throw out an honourable mention too to the um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles April and in on the pinball machines. If anyone's seen <laughs> it, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm yeah. a bit older than everyone else in this room. I just sort nah. of hit puberty. Uh, when when I <laughs> first saw that in um, Dazzle Land at Meyer and that Shall was love we? at first sight. <laughs> there was a dazzle in someone's land. That, that <laughs> That's day. right. That was love at first sight. If anyone can picture that art, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah, indeed. Um, first toy I fell in love with, and this is a fairly early memory, but it was Spycor. From the Masters of the Universe line, I Are you remember. You one of those people, okay? <laughs> Is it what's it called, SDNM or something? BDSF. Uh, rib for pleasure. <laughs> Let's just say Spycor is Trent's master. <laughs> He's got the choke collar and everything. <laughs> um, no, I, I mean never going to look at Spycor again. I just remember the, the that was I and I probably told this story. My bro, we went to Europe. And we got back from Europe. I, I would have been... I turned four in Europe. And I've told this story. I got uh, Moss Man while I was over there for my birthday. My brother got Prince Adam. We got back and mum... No, in fact, before we left, there was a wishing well. And we put our coins in the wishing well and, and made a wish. My wish was for Spycore. Um, <laughs> and my brother's wish was to go back to Europe. And I remember that. <laughs> I remember having that conversation afterwards... And and you know everyone was laughing at me because I got I got this five dollar toy and and you know my brother wanted you know a thousand dollar odd trip back to Europe. <laughs> Yours um, was a lot easier to grant. It was it was and, and I got it and I remember opening it up in the car. But it was just something about the design of that toy, the colours, the spikes that just just had me. The other one that I think I remember really just loving was Batman from Batman the Animated Series. That combat version, belt, combat belt Batman. Um, that was a bit later, but I think it was sort of a similar passion for the design. I just needed to own that. Mm. So they're, they're, they're sort of my two call-outs. I, I don't have a, uh, a Dazzle <laughs> a, a dazzle one I can think of. But. And this episode title has just written itself. <laughs> I, I've got two as well. Uh, so my first one was uh, obviously Soundwave and uh, Generation 1 Soundwave. I essentially received that on the 
birth date of my little brother. So 1986, late December. And uh, that was sort of my parents' way of saying, you know, here, uh, you go play with this, you know, be, you know, like this, keep keep me amused while we tend to the the new one and here so is, i'm here not is, jealous here is a know? here is a parent's yeah. love in plastic form while That's we right. attend to your little brother yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he's ben's babysitter also known yeah. as and and they did it to me again uh, so i i never forget uh, we moved into our new house in western australia and it was you know it was not not a a piece of furniture in the house not not one place it was moving day and uh, mum and dad are you know ushered me into the uh, my bedroom what would be my bedroom and then I like, have a look around and it's just four walls and a um and a dresser thing and uh, I'm like yep cool this is nice this is uh spacious and things and mum's like well go and have a look in the dresser it's the only thing to sort of open up the door and have a look in and I opened it up and there was uh, Thunder Punch He-Man so again that was their way of uh, keeping me out of the way while they bring in the boxes and sort of ushered me out to the backyard so I could play all day with my new toy nice. uh, while they, um, you know, As got the hard obs- work. obsessed with toys, can I just say your parents are not the loveliest well, people? I, I sort of, <laughs> I sort of blame that, my plastic crack addiction right now because of those uh, little yep. moments in uh, my life you should be at such an early age. Them. That's right, that's yeah. right. All right, so we've now got a question here from Justin Morgan. Uh, he's saying he loves the toy questions, but he's going in a little bit of a different direction here. Still uh, nostalgia-based. We all grew up in the 80s, possibly with the exception of Darren, who grew up in the 50s. Um, <laughs> but he's, You know that's not true. <laughs> but he's he's called the 80s the greatest decade ever when it came because to... They are. When it came to both both amazing toys, but also some amazing 80s music. So the question is, which 80s artists and songs do you love? His was uh, favourite song of all time is Africa by Toto, circa 1982. Show my age here. I was always a big In Excess fan. Nice. Um, Ice House as well. Crowded House, Split Ends, that sort of that sort of era. Bit of bit of Madonna, you know, thrown in for good measure. You know what? I agree. The eighties produced some some iconic music. If I had to drill it down to to one, I'd probably I don't know if I could name a track, but I used to play over and over that Ice House Man of Colors album oh, over yeah. and over. Like you know, I got it for my birthday um, in eighty eight, and I just strashed it. Nice, cool, yeah, yeah, very good. Um, I grew up. In the eighties, as I was uh, listening into music, I loved a lot of the you know the pop music that was out and about at the time. But I was a big Billy Joel fan. I loved my Billy Joel, <clears throat> and so that was probably my big influence in terms of music uh, at the time. Now, when I look back, I-, I love a lot more of the sort of bit more of the rock mm, side of yep. of stuff from the eighties. I love that. If you take a look at the Transformers album from the '86 <laughs> movie and a bit of Stan Bush, Stan Bush. I love my Stan Bush. Yeah, and, Aerosmith, yeah, yeah, that that sort of thing like is just is classic. But I'm I'm a massive. I, I love the song. If I had to pick one song that that just epitomizes the '80s for me, it's "Run to Paradise" by the Quiet oh, Boys. Wow. I think it's just yes. such a it's such a banger. You can just you know, <laughs> it's a tune. so that that's my call. <laughs> nice. I struggled with this because I found music at a later age, right? You know, I remember listening to all the stuff that my parents had on vinyls and things like that. And uh, all the pop music, of course, you know, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing Michael Jackson and things like mm. that, right? So that was very, in, 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 you know, invained in me. 
but it wasn't my very first cassette. So my first album, so to speak, The Proclaimers, yeah. and I would walk 500 <laughs> yeah. miles. That's a classic. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. Classic. So, that is the one at every yeah. wedding. Every wedding, yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, and no yeah. matter how drunk you are, you're yeah. like, yeah, I can dance to this. Yeah. <laughs> so big shout out to my sister for yeah. hooking me up for, with that. I don't have it anymore, but uh, it's, uh, you know, definitely a big factor of my uh, childhood so mm, beautiful um I'll, I'll agree with darren on in excess uh, I, I love listening to them probably the one that i don't know chris fresh is gonna sort of turn in his grave when i say this but bon jovi bon yes. jovi was huge for yeah, me back was, in the day yeah. and to the point where even now you know many years later the uh, obviously i work at a school and when the year 12s graduate they get to do like a lap of honor and they always do a mashup of songs they pick a song that's very now and very current and then they blend it into whatever song they choose as a bit of a, a theme for their year and a bit of a throwback. And then one year they did uh, Bon Jovi uh, shot through the heart, you know, you're to blame, bad medicine basically. And I'm like, yes. And I was the one who would, would press play on that. I was sort of looking after it. And so I just kept creeping the volume up and up. And I was like, this is, this is gold. 11. <laughs> and the, the principal's looking at me going, turn it down, turn it down. <laughs> Um, I think you just slipped. Yeah, exactly. So, but look, my song—it's um, a bit of a, a theme for me. At my twenty-first, this was actually the song that played instead of everybody singing me happy birthday and stuff. Hunters and collectors, and I know they're a very daggy '80s band, but Holy Grail—that's yeah, oh, yes. fantastic. That's my song. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I've been to see Mark Seymour in concert. He even at one point, I reckon that's every toy collector's song. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't even thought of it in that context, but. And he didn't play it at a gig because he got so sick of it. You know, when yep. the AFL wanted to use it for the grand final every yeah. every couple of years. Um, but still, still a song that I could just listen to. I've heard a, a live version, which is far superior to the recorder. Anyway, that's that's my nah, song. Good call. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Very good call. So Webstore eighty three has asked if you could live in any playset, either blown up to one point one scale or you shrink down to whatever scale the playset is. Which one would be your new home? Note, it must be the exact playset itself, not how it may have been represented in a cartoon, movie, etc. And no customization or added accessories. This is a great question. It's a fantastic question. And, and look, I'll tell you, this is where my criteria comes in for this one. I need a toilet. <laughs> I want a toilet. I don't want to have to go to the park... I need a toilet. So what you don't want to better go to the dungeon or whatever? What better place than living in the sewer layer playset <laughs> and having the world's largest toilet at my disposal and a bed? And the a bed is yep. your toilet. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and um, everyone else's toilet. Sh- it's the it's the drawback, but you know I'll take it because yeah, uh, you know Castle Grayskull. Did you just go down the trap door? I don't know what what you do. What do you do? <laughs> That, that's they, they don't call it the throne for nothing. <laughs> <you know>? oh. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. Well, I thought very practical as well as uh, Trent, and I went with Crystal Castle yep. from mm. Shira because it's got a bed. It's got a bed. It's got a fireplace, right? Yep. It's got a you know a um you can pull over the drapes to have a bit of special time with the, uh, the you know <laughs> bit of dazzle land time yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can hide away you've got a an elevator and everything in there because um, every you, house needs an elevator yeah, well you know when you they when you live if, there's a few if you're, in a, if you're <laughs> in a castle you don't want to use when, stairs when you're living when you're practically living in the clouds yeah. you need an elevator <laughs> all right i rest my case you can come wow. and visit my toilet anytime you need yeah it. I, I will <laughs> come <laughs> and, oh wow <laughs> 
Um, now, I actually have to give... I was sort of struggled with this question initially. Now, I have to give credit to uh, my wife, Ali. I sort of said, look, this is the question. I, I don't know what to do. And she just goes, she looks at me and goes, well, it's pretty obvious. If you want something that's got everything you need for a really cushy life, it's got to be the Barbie dream house, right? <laughs> it's got everything you will ever yes. need. It's yep, got beds. Yep. You've got, you know, dressing tables. You've got a toilet. You've got all these other things. She goes, the one drawback, everything's pink. So if you can live with that, but you've got this, you know, insane RV. You've even got a sports car yeah. when you hit your midlife crisis, like Barbie dream house. Darren might remember this. We lived in a pink house for a while. I do. And, and look, I'd take it. Yeah. I'd, I, my my house is quite house pink. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, don't let the colour get you down. <laughs> but it's right. And Simpsons live in a pink house. It's yeah. good enough for them. Yeah. I didn't go with in the direction that Trent went. I um, <laughs> no one did there. <laughs> yeah. I chose the um, Master Universe Classics Castle Grayskull. I'll just pee in the dungeon. <laughs> that could be the prisoner's problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't you open that trap door. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, but, you know that that seemed like the cool place to hang out. <laughs> All right. Now, does ten has asked. What toy line do you wish had a cartoon? Well, this one was hard because mm. we sort of answered this in our movie question one. So I'm going to go with something different that I answered because uh, I went with Battle Beast for my movie thing. So going with a cartoon, I wish Golden Girls by Gloob had a cartoon. Ooh, yeah, good call. Because they never had anything. And uh, I'd like to see it, you know, sort of Frazetta-style oh, artwork, you know, yeah. really uh, grimacing and things. Not Not too... Blood and guts, you know, like sort of still able to uh, showcase the kids and everything. And I think that toy line would have, you know, excelled with a, a bit of uh, on-screen, uh, you know, media. So, mm. Mm. very cool. Um, I went with something a little bit, and again to Ben's point, a lot of the things I thought. Note that had a cartoon. This had a thirteen-run uh, episode cartoon. Predators. I would love to see a Predators cartoon. Predator. Predi- like, Predator, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. that would be the name of the show, Predators, yeah. I guess. But yeah. um, taking, you know, say a core group of, say, six uh, Predator styles, your Berserker, your, yep. your whatever. Yep. And then, you know, they, they go around, and they're actually the good guys, really. Yeah. They go around, okay, your job is to hunt down this crazy space demon. Yeah. Think of it like Guardians of the Galaxy, but with a team of Predators. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just going it, all man. around the galaxy. Yeah. They've all got their quirks yeah. and personalities. Yeah. This guy's the passive aggressive one. This guy's the yeah. real, you know, you have your, your, I'm thinking even a little bit Captain Planet where they all have that really distinct personality. One of them is the the token sort of really nice, you know, oh, just, yeah. just calm yourself. And then maybe once every 10 episodes, the calm one just goes absolutely nuts yeah. and just yep. starts shooting people. So yeah. Is, yeah. is it subtitled with... <laughs> <laughs> I think you've got to make him speak English, yeah. otherwise you're going to lose the kids. But uh, yeah, for those those early, as it Kenner who did the original yes, line, yep, yeah, yep. that sort of stuff, That'd that would cool. have made the line because there, there was almost an alien Operation Aliens uh, mm, yep. cartoon, and it got to the storyboards and then just got dropped because yep. it was like we can, you know, I don't, you don't yeah. need human characters for this. It's all oh, about the predators. I love it. I love it, <laughs> and it can sort of had that subliminal weird, you know, like. Uh, Saving the earth, saving you know the um, the saving the galaxy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, like as you said, Captain Planet, like pollution and things is mm-hmm. you know like the underlying moral of the stories and things like they still cleaning kill up people, and things. Yeah. Of course, but you know, like they could kill the bad guys that but are they polluting. They do it in a sustainable way. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. always more uh, bad guys. I'm hooked. <laughs> now I struggled with this one because most of my properties that I'm near and dear to have 
animation based on them or they were based on animation or they have something. So I came up with something that is going to be very controversial, but before everyone throws stuff at me, hear me out. The one that I came up with was Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. And the reason why I I went with that is because I honestly believe one of the contributing factors to why that failed was because Turtles just does not translate well to low-budget live action. If it was played out in animation, that Mm -hmm. would have at least had a fighting chance. Turtles 3, for instance. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. exactly. And the um, next mutation series is... You know, unwatchable. I can, yeah, I can't. I can't sit through an episode. No. You know, I've got the series just because I'm a completist, but I just can't sit through it. So, if it had been adapted to animation, it would have at least had a chance. Yep. No, fair call. I thought of a movie that I really liked that I think would have done well to have a cartoon that then would have probably led into some better toys. It did have a few toys, um, but that's Willow, the um, sort of sword and sorcery. Mm. Um, not quite as dark as, you know, a Conan yep. in, in theme. It would have led to the Yeah, I think it could have transitioned into into a cartoon series. And then I think we could have had much like lines like Police Academy, those sort of, even the real Ghostbusters, where we had movies that generated cartoons that generated toys. Yeah. The toys were always based on the cartoon. So I think it could have been a bit like that. We could have had Willow toys based on the Willow cartoon. I can see a Playmates line that looks like that. Yeah. Yep. yep. Very cool. Great calls. Great calls around. All right. We're up to Captain Wow. So your house is burning. Your family is safe as your pets and key non-toy possessions, photo albums, etc. What do you grab in an armful? Oof. Um, you can only grab one Unicron, Frank. Damn it. <laughs> that, that's two armfuls. <laughs> and, then, and then just put all the other figures in his mouth. <laughs> you, I'll grab Unicron. Unicron can grab an armful yeah. himself. Yeah. Um, I would... It'd have to be something vintage. In At that point, your house is burning, yet everyone's safe. You're looking at recouping costs and, and, and value, really. Um, you know, nostalgia is great, but it, it, when it comes to your family safety, that takes priority. Um, I'd probably go that sort of late run vintage turtle stuff, scratch and these sorts of things because then in that situation when your life's been turned upside down, I'm I'm flipping it. I'm you know, there you go. I make a lot of money back on scratch and these sorts of things and you know, set set my family up basically. I went a bit more practical, sorry, I realise it's a bit of a downer, but that's where I went with it. That's okay. We're all gonna have um our own quirky and unique answers. So I thought about this long and hard and what I kept coming back to was that for those who haven't heard this discussed before and those who have, I apologise going over it again, but a few years ago, my best friend um, of 29 years, would have been best friend for 29 years before he passed away, passed away, and he left me some toys, Steve Young, and he also gave me a lot of toys over the years as gifts. I reckon I grabbed them first and, and anything that my grandmothers gave me, anything that I've been given by someone who's no longer with us, I think would, would be what I'd be grabbing in my arms because to me that's the stuff that's irreplaceable. Beautiful. Mm. Yep. yep. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I'd I'd probably come back to those core childhood toys. Is just where I'd go on, on instinct. I'd probably grab, you know, Spike or the, those some of those, you know, the I had scared well, as a the kid. And, you know, we know <laughs> I, I can't live without him. <laughs> he's your master. Yeah. Um I'd probably grab a few things from masters like that, like that I had as a kid that 
Uh, I had a lot of the later run stuff, like Scareglow and Ninja. And, so I'd grab a few of those. I'd grab my Casey Jones, I think, from Vintage Turtles. Nice. And, and yeah, a few, a few few bits and bobs of that kind of of that kind of ilk. This one's hard. I, I think I'd just grab my swoop over my whole shredder collection you know i think i think for me that is that's one of my defining oh you know ben yep he's a shredder guy you know i'd just grab that handle yeah and so i'd just you know grab that whole shelf and a few others that are scattered around and then i reckon i'd just have enough room to grab a a handful of my battle beasts you know and and then i'd I'd call it exactly yeah Mm. because battle beasts are near impossible to get these days and um my shredder collection is very dear to my heart. So, yep. uh, unfortunately, missing out on some of the vintage, other vintage masters toys and things. But yeah, there's only so much you can grab. But everyone's got masters, Ben. So you can always, true, you, true. whoever's house yep. you go to, yep. you can admire masters. <laughs> That's it. All right. I seem to keep getting these really long questions. All right. This is from uh, Bond Toys. Um, I believe we are living in a golden age of toys with all the amazing new products in the marketplace from companies like Super 7, NECA, Full Horseman, Hasbro, Bandai, Storm Collectibles, and even great new things from Mattel. My question is, how long do you all think this will last? Obviously, some of us have started collecting on a large scale more recently, and I would think that those comers would eventually move on from the hobby at some point. Actually, sidebar, I heard an interesting phrase the other day where they said it's oh you're a covid collector these people who in the yep. pandemic yeah. era have gone i can't go anywhere i've got money to burn i'm going to buy childhood pieces that yep. you know they help help my mental health and anyway um where did i get to how long before us 30 and 40 something year olds move on from this hobby and this rich marketplace of products shrinks with a diminishing collector base and what would some early signs be that the ground is giving way? Thank you very much. Love the show, boys. It's a good question. It's an amazing yeah, it's, question. It's a very yeah. good question. It is an amazing question. It really yeah. gets you thinking. And I've thought long and hard about this one since this um, question um, first dropped, actually. And um, I think Frank's touched on it. COVID is, is going to probably, I think, funnily enough, extend it. Mm. I think there are a bunch of people that have come to it, you know, that are new through COVID. I also think there are probably some people in other you know, in parts of the world that perhaps lost their job, sold their collection, downsized, whatever, to make ends meet. You know, when when the economy recovers and people move uh, move back into some normalcy and they, they get jobs, again, I think that could resume for mm-hmm. some people. And they're not going to have the space issues that, that we have if they're starting again. So I think it could go longer because of, because of COVID. I think that could have extended it. That's, that's the good news for the hobby. As far as clues go as to when it is winding down, I think what you've got to look at is how long it takes for something to sell out, particularly something that's not a pre-order. If it's th- if things start taking longer and longer to to sell out, to disappear, that's probably a sign that, mm-hmm. that interest is either waning in the hobby or at least in a line. And, yeah, so I think there's sort of the signs to look for. Also, what things are going for on... The secondary market is is a really good in, indication. If if you see a nosedive in that, that's also another clue that people, for whatever reason, whether it's affordability, space, or they've just lost interest and found the new the next hobby, you know, it just gives you some sort of example that the market is shrinking. So yep. I think they're the clues. Mm, yep. Good yeah. Clues. Well said. I, I like to think of this one. Uh, I started off by thinking about model trains. 
Okay, model train collapses. Okay, moving right? on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason I say that, uh, the reason ben. I, <laughs> the re- reason I say that, give me shit. <laughs> um, you go to a toy fair now, and my grandfather collected model trains. Hmm. Okay, you go to a uh, model, uh, you know, like a collector fair now, and you look at the age of the people selling model trains. Now, who in this room collects model trains? Negative. No, we, we have no interest in, in trains. We're not going to be buying trains. So what, what I think Model Trains tells us about the collector market is Model Trains were big for a generation, but that's kind of where it stopped. It, it stayed with them. Mm. They all got old. They all eventually you know passed on. And the, the Model Train collectability is, is dropping. Diminishing. Like it's yeah. diminishing. The market is, is shrinking. And I think the lesson we learn from that is unless you bring in new entrants, all these lines are eventually going to turn south and it's a matter of picking the time. Now, th- these could take Masters of the Universe. That's going to be around while, while, we're, while our generation is around. And by, by doing new cartoons and, and bringing new toys, you're going to bring in another generation. You look at Star Wars, it's intergenerational. Mm. Vintage Star Wars, I think, are always going to be valuable because it's always going to have interest in pop culture. Okay, so you, I think when you look at lines in particular, you need to look at how they resonate with people and is that is the fan base constantly being upgraded through new media or new engagement. So, you know, like there, there are things that I think are one and done and they'll probably never be popular again and there are things that will kind of keep generating interest and, and keep growing. So I think you really need to understand what is what is the public's general appreciation of this toy line and toys in general and what's the collectability of it. That that's sort of the, mm. the broad overarching thing. I think we are we're definitely in a bubble. Mm. We're definitely seeing prices escalate. I think COVID has been a, a big part of that. And I think like some vintage lines now, they're virtually impossible to find. Like you, you try looking at things. I'll, I'll give an example, like tiger sharks. Go and go and buy a tiger shark. Good toy. luck. You know, it's just it's made in such limited numbers. It doesn't have necessarily mass appeal. The collectors that like it pretty much have it, and it just doesn't show up very often. Thundercats is another one. It's just it. You know, it pops up from time to time. Masters obviously had a massive run. Turtles had massive runs. So there's always going to be lots of the common stuff floating around. So it's this it's this fine balance between sort of interest, production numbers, um, all these sort of factors that you kind of need to just monitor and, and understand. And, and Darren, I think, talked very well to kind of modern toys. You know, how, how long can this keep going yeah. where people, companies like NECA, Super 7, McFarlane, just keep pumping out really toys that are for the adult collector market? How many more toys can we fit in our toy collections? You know, like there is, well, yeah, there is my, a, yeah, there I've is a saturation my, point. Yeah, challenge where, where that, <laughs> where it's kind of that's it. Yeah. Um. So it's a really interesting one, and there's, there's so many factors. But hopefully, there's just sort of sparked a bit of a thought and debate of of some of the factors that are at play. Mm. Yeah. Well, Trent's had it really well and sort of stolen what I've sort of had in mind to say. I think, you know, yeah, your Marvel, uh, because of the cinematic universe, your um, Transformers, they've got the, you know, Earthrise or whatever's up. New media. Right, yeah, yeah, new media. Uh, if He-Man can get, you know, their thing going with their new upcoming uh, 
cartoons and things like that mortal kombat's always got another game coming out and things so they're they're multi-generational right i worry with my kids you know generation they have no new cartoons of uh thundercats and you know tiger sharks and dino riders if they don't have new cartoons coming out those lines will completely die with us right and and i think you know they'll they'll become the tin toys that we see and and people will still like appreciate them. My kids will probably appreciate them. Like that's a cool looking dinosaur with armor and guns and things like that. But there's no, but there's no, you know. And that's where the market will bomb with the prices. I think because they'll be less desirable because they won't re- recognize wh- where they came from or whatever. They'll probably be broken by then, by the <laughs> time my kids are our age. But uh, yeah, you know, without new media, new uh, formats to come, you know, to in ignite the uh properties they're just going to die i think and uh, that's why you know marvel and things with their universe you know marvel universe and things are doing so well that's why gi joe it's so important they get this uh, snake, snake eyes yeah. movie yeah. right 100 and they you know make sure the guys kids know that you know snake eyes in Fortnite, brilliant idea yeah, you know those sort of things are really clever. really yep. clever but if they don't get these things right that's why the only people that lining up to get the classified are our age mm. and and you'll never see anyone younger than us lining up unfortunately yeah and, and i had uh, one of callum's friends over during the week school holidays and he wanted to come in the toy room and he and he came in he looked around he didn't say much he's a fairly quiet kind of kid and i sort of said to him do you recognize anything in here and he just said no nah. yeah. so look there's like it, it <clears> throat> very throat> felt much like Here's this new generation coming through that yeah. this stuff is not going to mean anything yeah, to them. I find that fascinating because obviously Turtles has been redone a number of times, um, including if he's Callum's age in you know this child's lifetime. Transformers, Evergreen, you know, I find that interesting. None of it, but it's not. It's not. It's they're, not they're, their turtles. It's not, not their yeah, turtles. Their yeah. their turtles are bloody you know um, <laughs> uh, LOL eggs and um, <laughs> yeah, you know true. Jurassic yeah. World dinosaurs and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah. So that without sort of retreading what everyone said here really well, the one thing I'll add is I think it's also that the people who run these companies, your, your, your Randy Falks, your uh, um, Brian, Flynn. Brian Flynn, thank you, these sorts of people, they're, they're our generation and there's going to come a point where they move on and they retire, yep. they do other things. And then as the younger people, more Callum's generation than ours, as they move in, you know, they end up working at these companies. They're going to go, do you know what would be cool? The stuff I grew up with, yeah. whether that's Pokemon cards or... Bluey. Bluey, right? Yeah. You know, can you imagine... Bluey a, Ultimates, a, yeah. Yeah, Bluey, Bluey Retro line in sort of 15 years from now. And your kids, Ben, are going to be like, yeah, give me some give me some of that. So I think that's yep. um, going to be an interesting, interesting time as well. Very, Absolutely. Very good. All right, we might wrap the questions there and move on to our next segment we've got a couple to get through in an upcoming episode so thanks again to all the patrons for putting in those questions whoa dude nice score Darren we might start with you for later scores what have you been collecting or what's come in the mail what's come in the mail yeah I've had a little bit of stuff that that might seem a bit late to some of our listeners but I received from NECA the Super Shredder and, yes, Davey, feel free to laugh at me. Toko and Razor came. Nice. Um, <laughs> Davey had, had them for butts. Yeah. So um, they, they arrived and I was delighted to get them. Uh, really, really nicely done and um, really, really sparked that nostalgia 
for, for the films. They're so film accurate, so screen accurate. Did you go back and watch the movie? I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went back and watched one and two. Nice. Yeah, I haven't Very watched cool. three. No. I thought I'd, I'd, I thought no, I'd invite... You're no. right. I thought we'd it's have a right viewing party with Frankie <laughs> yeah. Davey. And- <laughs> Fantastic. All right, yeah, I had uh, a phone call from my wife during the week and she said... Uh, why is there like a gigantic box at the front door? <laughs> and it was... I wouldn't know anything about that. No, I did know something about it, and it was a giant transforming planet, um, which, I, which I think Frank will talk a bit to maybe in his, because mine's mm. just, at the moment, a giant untransforming cardboard <laughs> box, because I haven't opened it yet. I, I got a couple of vintage figures that came... Uh, one got lost and finally, you know, wrote to Australia Post and they located it and it, it arrived uh, during the week. And it was the vintage Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi wow. with the, the poncho. Nice. And I had the figure basically bare, so just uh, the figure. Um, and I saw this one pop up on Facebook Marketplace um, with the poncho, with the belt and the helmet. Oh, wow. And I think that's... And, and to me... The figure's totally different without those things, right? Yeah. It's missing, missing the blaster, but that, that was cool. I'm happy with that. Came in the mail. is the mintiest thing you can imagine. The poncho was just pristine, the belt. Helmet, no rub, no paint rub, and it was just a beautiful specimen of a character I love. I love Leia in the, in the indoor scene. I think it's a wonderful version of the character. Um, so that was that was super exciting, and and to think it might have got lost at some point. Yeah. Uh, finally, finally got it, which was lovely. Beautiful um, man, beautiful. I, I also won a an auction, uh, I think, over in Europe for a vintage Thundercats figure, uh, not in the best condition, um, no accessories, but it's Linkso. Oh, so it's one of the later waves. Yeah, yeah. So I'm starting to get the pointy end of that line. Um, so I was just again he arrived during the week. I was just happy to get a link zone to my collection. Is he the blue and white? No, that's, that's Bengali. Bengali. Oh, okay. I, I did get him as well a, a, about a month back from Greg down at um, right. Toys I Go. But uh, Linkso's kind of like red and black, and he's he's sort of like oh, yes. a, a he almost yeah. could be mistaken yep. for a villain. Right? Yeah, he yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he's got the, the Thundercats mm. uh, logo on him. So that that was the other thing. And and the other modern toy that arrived. From Toy Nerds, my first shipment from Toy Nerds, I was mm. I was most impressed. Yep, came with a very cool fridge magnet of of the um, party wagon from Ninja Turtles that you could oh, stick on your fridge. I didn't get one of those. I got, I got a few I got a stickers. Sticker. I got yeah. a sticker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was that was really cool. I got well, it might be because I ordered so many, but I <laughs> I, I got the Baxter and Splinter, mm. um, which was uh, that that Baxter Stockman is just perfection. Uh, love that figure so much. I also got the Triceraton. Rodney Roadkill, nice. I got the Zorax and you know the the other yep. two Triceratons and Rat King and Vernon. So they oh, all, cool. they oh, you got the whole lot. Got, yeah, got cool. the whole set. So that was cool. So shout out to Toy Nerds. Very very happy with with how those those items arrived. And yeah, it was great. And I cracked I cracked open my Baxter. Yeah. Beautiful. Good on you, man. So <laughs> many so many cool accessories. I know yeah. Ben it might be one of yours that you also got. So I'll let you talk yes. to one of the very cool fly accessories that came with him. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, b- yeah. Before we jump on, can I just say, is it fair to say the T-Stop is no longer a thing? Oh, the T-Stop is flexible. Now, I understand Unicron was ordered a long time ago, but these this seem like pretty recent purchases. Uh, Where, well, where's okay, that so some, So, yes, yeah, some, some <clears> were. You're quite right. Yeah, I mean, Unicron was ordered like 18 sure. months ago. The Linkso and the Layer are, are T-Stop enforced purchases, <laughs> but they're, they're tiny. Yeah, they're small. They just go on the shelf, so it's not really an issue. 
Um, but yeah, look, the, the T stops. <clears throat> the T stops flexible. I was going to say since you've like real because part of it was was a space issue for you, right? Yeah, that the, was the, the, main the room driver. was unusable. Yeah, as we you know a couple of weeks ago we recorded in there. It's it's a much more usable space. Is it fair to say that now that the room is at a uh, a preferable state, obviously the family is a bit more happy with everything. Uh, are we calling this T stop done? I'm just. Are we calling? I think what we're calling it is more's got to go out than is coming in. Right. The 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 T the T pause the T shrink the T the T sh- <laughs> <the tea> reversal <laughs> the T reversal <laughs> uh, nice one. one 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 of us one of us sorry yeah. the T is not a cul de sac it's gonna yeah. go both ways yeah <laughs> I had to use the word sack didn't you <laughs> I did I'm just that okay. kind of nasty song oh. all right so um, this came a few weeks ago from the wonderful Mr Trent. And it was, of course, the Dino Riders custom T-Rex uh, dinosaur. So the Tyrannosaurus Rex done in the uh, prototype colours, the green with the sort of uh, lighter blue underbelly and everything, uh, custom painted in the uh, Smithsonian style um, Rex. Uh, even even custom did a uh, tail tip because it had broken off. Fan-freaking-tastic, man. I have had a wonderful photography section you know uh doing a bit of a story arc of you know getting the brain box and things like that uh de-accessorizing my existing t-rex uh the regular one and um armoring up the new one and it just brings a whole new life of color to my uh rulon shelf and i'm just so thankful i will repay you back in some way shape or form i just haven't found that perfect repayment yet mm-hmm. but it's, no, uh, it, thank you thank you thank you no so, pleasure like, it's, I, I found like the one in my collection is the custom paint job that I that I did and I, I personally think it just pops it's better it is um, so I'm glad you yeah. like it guys it's oh. always I feel I always feel weird giving someone yeah. something that you know I don't want you I never want anyone to feel obliged to have to put this thing on display no. just because I made it. I, so, just yeah, to reiterate, just... I don't like it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right? Um, so, yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, I got some Batman Returns figures from Stuart Brown and apparently I upset some of the Facebook community who wanted them a bit more than I did. But whatever, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Best in best dress. Hey, what, yeah. what, what happened? Oh, no, 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 nothing, nothing okay. too sinister. Just some just, comments. Just, um, oh, damn, I was wondering oh, okay. who uh, got them. You know, yeah, you, are, you talk about and connections. So, yeah, like, that's know. right. So I just I was just on I Facebook at the right time and i um and i i was quite quick to like because i've got my 89 shelf you know it's very um i've got batman i've got bob the goon i've got a few different reiterations of batman himself and then i saw stuart put them up for very very reasonable prices mint on card mind you and uh i thought oh i could do penguin and Catwoman, Catwoman yeah. and uh, I could have the penguins there, yeah, the and then I could have Bruce Wayne, who's got a really cool Michael Keaton esque yep. yeah, uh, yeah, face yeah. sculpt, yeah. Yeah, and and that, that then that that's figure. bang, that's yeah. my um, Tim Burton, you know, duo film, you Absolutely. know, it's gone nice. from a cool. Keaton, you know, like yeah. a eighty nine yeah. shelf to a Tim Burton, you know, yeah, it's uh, a nice little evolution. Yeah, no, I so, like it. And look, I, I saw. Them go up there. Obviously, yep. everyone had had a chance to respond. Obviously, yep. you happened to be in the right place at yep. the right time yep. and did it. And yep. Congratulations, good yeah. on you. Well, and they're great figures to have. Yeah, um, and uh, I tried to, you know, say, "Oh, Stuart, you know, let's catch up, let's have a beer." And he's like, "Oh, look, I've got to go. He's uh, works away from home a lot and things, so yeah. the, uh, timelines didn't mar- marry up. So he gave me a really good deal on postage." 
and uh, threw in some uh, Dino Riders weapons, which I can't say oh, thank cool. you enough. Oh, that's great. Um, a yeah. couple of other things I want to, yeah, did get my Baxter and um, uh, Baxter and Splinter two-pack from Toy Nerds. Thank nice. you, Toy Nerds. Mm. Came with a little um, decal. And I have to say, as soon as opening that pack, like those two characters are amazing. Yep. Oh, but yeah. the Fly Shredder, I didn't know I needed a <laughs> yeah. Fly version of Shredder. <laughs> Until I got that, and yeah. and that that just that just superseded that yeah. you know packet. Talking things, Shredder, right? Oh, oh, wow, he's reaching reaching for a right? package. Oh, oh, I know. Oh. Oh. Are you kidding? You bought oh, it? I brought it. I brought it. I brought it because you know it's 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 a. Uh, it's not that it's not a unicorn I have to walk around with, you know? <laughs> so I brought it. And this, of course, uh, for the audience out there, oh, is out. Tyranno Shredder, right? So this is 1997 release, uh, and the um, very tail end. Of yeah, it's so right the end, isn't it? Yeah. I I've been wanting this for no word of a lie about ten years, right? And um, he's been on my wish list. Uh, he's you know sort of that last variant of Playmate Shredder that I don't have in the collection, aside from the super rubberneck, um, yeah. you know, uh, Stretch Armstrong, Armstrong Shredder. Version, yeah. But I don't really want that one. And this one is big bucks, right? Yeah. You know, big, big money. And I missed out on one that was in Australia, Mint on Card, and I umdenard about it because I just didn't want to crack a Mint on Card. Yep. I want, I want yeah, 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 one. Yeah, I get, I get that. I want yeah. one loose. I don't want... I don't did not want one card, and you don't necessarily want to pay mint on card money uh, for it. I'm denied about the mint on card one, and I took too long thinking about it, and it bloody sold mm. right. And I was I was spewing right. Jump on eBay, and I realise how much I have missed out on a, such a freaking good yeah. deal that that mint on card one I could have bought, cracked it open quite happily, 100%. and that that would yeah. have been still cheaper than what I could have got loose wow. right. So I was peaking. And of course, all the Tyranno, the whole three Tyranno shredders on eBay, mm. you know, throughout the world, don't ship to Australia, no. right? So, what does one do living in the little um, unknown, the land uh, under. yeah, the <laughs> land down under? I reached out to a friend who I know has had some, um, you know, some experience with uh, trying to get smuggle figures across some <laughs> other, uh, other, contraband con- yeah, yep. other continents and things. So. I reached out to my good mate, uh, Guillermo Olivio. So, um, and uh, I said, look, man, um, massive favor to ask. There's a character I really, really want. I just need you to be the middleman. I'll pay for everything. I'll fix you up 110%. Um, You know, you just buy it and you be the postage address and then you forward it on to me. And like a legend, he just, yep, no worries. I'll do it. it. I'll do Ah, it. No no questions asked and things like that. Couldn't believe... He couldn't believe how much a little, you know, piece of plastic that he ne- didn't had no, 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 no knowledge of, yeah. of uh, how much it was. Uh, but he, you know, he did the deal for me yep. and sol- you know photographed every transaction, every you know, oh, it's coming and things. And then when I got that package, he even wrote, he even p- packed it inside a inside a larger box, and yeah. he wrote, "Here it is." And you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to Ben Shredder Sacks yeah. on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on the postage, en- you know, box and things like that. So. I just can't thank you, uh, Guillermo Olivio, enough because he was uh, the defining factor of me now owning my absolute grail Dreams. of grail yeah. uh, shredder figures. And uh, no no weapons, unfortunately, because I just don't have that sort of cash yeah. uh, oh. to jump around. But at least I've got the figure. That's amazing. And um, worst case scenario, I can put the pink slash weapons in his hands yeah. because, uh, you know, of course, Tyreno Shredder is... Um, masculine enough to carry around pink. <laughs> I think he'd look good uh, with weapons, those. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He would. But uh, he, yeah. he, 
he's enough to not need weapons. Exactly. In a way. Exactly. Like he's, he's, he's a weapon, weapon himself. himself. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he looks great. So, uh, he's a, yeah. yeah. So I've had this figure in my collection now for about three or four weeks. Every single time I go into my toy collection, I I, I I make a beeline over to have a look, make sure he's still standing, yep. idolise him, you know, give him a good wink, and yep, he's, and he's you know, a, I pinch myself you, almost that I've got him, and, and then you give him a wince. Well, I'm not that's with it. Yeah. That's it. So he is uh, just you know amazing, and I thought I'd bring him tonight just to show how you know cool he is in person because oh, uh, that's amazing. Mm. What a class act our friend Gilling is to have done that for you. Hundred percent, yeah. yeah, really, really cool. You know, um, went above and beyond. Yes, and no. and you know, I know how long you've been wanting that. For, yeah, to yeah. brand yeah. out your sort of yeah, you know, you know, you, you, we talked about on the question thing. Like, I have seen mint on card, mm. Tyranno Shredder signed by Kevin Eastman, going for three hundred dollars Australian plus you know, $30 postage. And I scoffed at that. Huh, that's too much. No way. <laughs> I've what, I've been there looking yeah. at that figure all this for, for you know, yep. a decade and watch the prices just go up. Oh, now it's too expensive. You know, leave it two months. Oh, now it's even more expensive. Yeah. Shit, I should have gone, you know, two months ago. And and I thought, no, nah, I'm not going to wait any longer. And I cannot wait. I just need to bounce on it now yep. and uh, we'll go from there. And I'm, he's in great condition as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. There is something for that. I mean, I remember, you know, I've talked about The Blank and yes, Dick Tracy yep. a lot. When I first started collecting that line back in, you know, 97, 98, scoffing, scoffing at a $100 mint on card blank. Jeez. And, and you know, 20-odd years later, I paid $2,100 for Oof. it, right? Like, so yeah. these are the, you know, I scoffed, I scoffed at an $800 mint on card in Australia scratch. Hmm. I scoffed at it. Yep. Eight hundred dollars. Double I mean, that, and then you, you like, can't you can't yeah. even get a loose one for that. Nah. Even close to a loose one, let alone the accessories. You know, which go for six, seven hundred dollars alone. Well, I mean, it's I just... always think of our good friend uh, Sean Fuster, who uh, when he heard that there was a Transformers movie coming out, yes. circa two thousand seven, yep. he turned to his wife and said, "He goes." I need to complete my G1 collection do, and yeah. I need to complete it now because the Let's price go, 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 go. is only going to go up. And you go, that's that's an amazing yeah. sense of foresight to it do that. It certainly yeah. is. But no, it's good. So it's, it, sometimes you've got to cut your losses, yeah. square it away, get it into the collection. So to that question about collecting vintage, just go hard. That's that's the answer. <laughs> go hard. <laughs> go, go hard. Go hard. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, uh, just for me to wrap up, uh, very similar to some of the guys here, Toker and Razor, Super Shredder, um, Ben sort of got those for me, always uh, combined orders and stuff. So that was wonderful to get those in hand and open them up. Also Baxter and Splinter as well, as some of the others have said. Uh, but I also, also from Toy Nerds, got the Trag and Granitor set. Nice. Granitor is one of these figures, not quite a Tyranno Shredder as far as a Holy Grail, but there's not, uh, to my no. knowledge, this is the only Granitor yep, figure in existence. Yep. So, and I wanted Granitor like as a child. Exactly, but right. Based both on the cartoon and that arcade game. Yeah. Because, you know, to me, instrumental part of the story, and, you know, Krang had this army of. Uh, rock soldiers, yep. these lackeys yeah. in Dimension X. Yeah. And in the toy line it wasn't very well articulated when you only released one of them. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, yeah. so he was he was part of that initial sort of five uh five parter for the Turtles um, show. But of course a big one, quite literally <laughs> in every sense of the word, big Unicron. The boys are looking at it as we speak. Um oh, I kid man. you not, and I'm gonna see if I can get him to stand still for five seconds. He's the size of my child. He is uh, a massive, massive thing. A couple of things I will say. The instructions, 
they need to take a, a, a leaf out of Lego's book because the instructions leave a little bit to be desired. They whereas, all do, though, don't the masterpiece are always... There's always a couple of steps a, It depends, that are though, so because vague. The, um, the, the Japanese release ones yes. tend to actually be a bit better. Okay. Now, yep. um, they're usually bilingual as well, but they're usually... Okay, here's a close-up of this tab's got yes. to click into here and yep. stuff. The American one's not as much. This being very much a Hasbro America product. Um, and, and point in case, he comes in... In planet mode, and then you basically attach the rings on and put the stand on. In terms of size, think an oversized basketball, a full size basketball, but even just probably sort of fifteen percent bigger, I'd say. By the time you put the rings on, it's just this amazing uh, display. Uh, attaching the stand, the instructions make it look like it's really simple. Just yep, pop it on, <laughs> and then no. After an hour of going, I'm going to break this. Yeah. What's going on? Do some homework on YouTube, and people saying the same thing. Look, wonderful figure. Good job, Hasbro. But here's what you actually need to do to attach it right. in the stand in planet mode. Once it was on, perfectly great. They actually even recommend in the instructions, when you're changing it, leave the stand attached because there's going to be points where you need to actually put it down to come at it from a different angle to, to do all the transformations. But amazing, amazing piece. Um, do not regret it at all. It's one of those things. You plonk down whatever it was, seven, 800 bucks, and, and it's been a year and a half. And you're sitting there going... I uh, haven't made the right call and it's here and it was totally justified. One little thing I will shout out in the transformation sequence. Anyone who knows that uh, 80, what, 86? 86, 86 yeah. movie really well. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit where when the, the forearms transform and basically the forearm slides down and the fist sort of pops out and he starts moving his fingers. That's pretty much what you do when you transform this guy. And so good. to anyone, if anyone was watching me at the time, they would have just gone, why is he freaking out at the fact the fist sort of popped out? I was like, oh, it's like the movie. It did the thing. So yeah, very, very cool. Certainly the first thing you, you see when you walk in the room now. Yeah, it was what I, <laughs> that was the first thing I laid eyes on. I'm like, oh my God, he, he is bigger in person than I've good, you know. Uh, yeah, and my, my impression is he, the photos don't do it justice. Yes, yeah. yep. is, is sort of what I... Question for you, Frank. Mm. Now that you've, you know, touched it and played with it and transformed it, and don't just have a big gigantic box sitting in your toy room, <laughs> uh, is that about as big as they can make a transformer? Like, is that the the threshold, it's... or do you reckon they could go? Do you reckon they could have gone bigger? Because like you could have made this twice as big, and it still would never be to scale. But do, mm. do you think they've gone the right? call with science? I, th I think in terms of what this cost and then you, you factor in shipping and stuff, I think this is about as big as they'll go because for this to have to be a, a HasLabs, you know, Kickstarter product to go any bigger, I think that's, that's when you reach the point where collectors go, nah, I'm not that's, paying that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, have the real estate in yeah. my room. Don't have so, the real estate, yeah. don't have the funds. I'm not in America, so shipping's going to kill me. Yeah, I think, I, I suspect they would have done a lot of research to going, what's, they would have said, let's make it to scale and then worked backwards from there to go, what can we get as big as we can to um, to please all the fans? I, I don't see this being topped. No. Not in our lifetime. And speaking anyway. of scale, there's a little arc, like almost yeah. like a micro machine yep. arc and two characters, like yeah. two Transformers. Oh, and they're like... Uh, a centimetre tall yeah, if that and they're, they're tiny. not uh, they've got just enough detail on you can tell who they are but sort of sort of think are really small monsters in my pocket in terms of all cast in the one plastic yep. but like a fraction of the size and they're done to scale in, and you look at the photos and stuff where Unicron can pick up Galvatron in, in between his you know index and, and thumb and just drop him into the into the mouth <laughs> so much good. like the movie so 
yeah very cool the, the the head comes off when he's in planet mode so you can recreate that you know the the head that becomes a, a, a satellite, satellite around yep. cybertron yep. and stuff um yep amazing amazing piece very good all right well that takes us to the end of the episode thank you very much to all our patrons for your questions and thanks to everyone for tuning in we've got a couple of new patrons that have joined us this week vertigo 79 and cornelius 1979 thank you both for joining and for the chatter on the discord 79 must be a good year for toy collectors yeah. so, <laughs> they, are these guys related uh, I, I thought i saw something but they know of each other because yeah. i know when one joined then the other joined. Oh, brother, like, oh, you're here, yeah, you're here. Yeah, so yeah, one sure. of them is a big disney youtuber which is very cool checked out some of uh, the oh, they yeah, do yeah. like um yes youtube videos as a family uh, really cool um so no great to have great to have some some new people on the the discord yep. and always great to see those other interests that sometimes we don't get around to as much of so that was really cool so stay safe everyone and stay well and until next time good journey you can find the toy power team at all the usual online places facebook.com slash toy power podcast at toy power podcast on both twitter and instagram or have your say and email us toypowerpodcast at gmail.com subscribe to the show on both itunes and stitcher and please leave us a review otherwise we just assume we're awesome we are a proud member of the giant size team up network check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of okay people want to learn more go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows well they're not more awesome than us but they're yeah. oh, oh, oh.